Bank Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Hey, what's going on, Dodgers Nation? Doug McCain here. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. The Dodgers have signed Noah Syndergaard. We're going to break down the Thor signing in just a second. But quick reminder for all latest Dodgers news and rumors all offseason long. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. And if you really want to support the channel and you want to see us post even more Dodgers content, smash that like button. And as always, I'm with your takes down below in the comment section. Today's Dodgers Nation question of the day. I want all your thoughts and reactions on the Dodgers signing Noah Syndergaard. Is the signing something, nothing or everything? Do you think that they can get him close to being back where he was before the injuries? What are your expectations for Syndergaard? Let me know down below. And for all latest Dodgers news, head over to DodgersNation.com Fire up that signing siren. The Dodgers have made a signing, and they have signed Noah Syndergaard. ESPN's MLB insider Jeff Passan tweeted out, right-hander Noah Syndergaard and the Los Angeles Dodgers are in agreement on a contract. Sources familiar with the deal tell ESPN. The 30-year-old Syndergaard is expected to join the Dodgers' starting rotation. Okay, so the first thing I've got to say is they announced the deal on a Wednesday. Why not just wait one more day? and announce it on Thor's Day. Okay, I'm just playing. But later it came out that it is a one-year $13 million deal with $1.5 million in incentives. So a one-year deal for Noah Syndergaard, a guy who many believe could have signed a multi-year deal. And there was multi-year offers for Syndergaard, but instead he signs a one-year prove-it deal with the Dodgers. And before we get into his numbers and the role he's going to have for this team and what are fair expectations, and if Mark Pryor can fix Thor well, hey, you got to give credit to this Dodgers organization and this pitching coaching staff and the reputation they've developed because their track record brings them guys like Noah Syndergaard. It has guys like Syndergaard saying, hey, I want to go to the Dodgers because they're going to put me in the best position to succeed and try to get my career back on track. So I'm pretty sure that there were not many teams out there that Noah Syndergaard was considering on a one-year deal. So give the Dodgers some credit. And when you assess and evaluate this deal, on whether or not it was a good or bad signing. Well, if you look at that contract, it's a one-year contract. It's not a two-year deal, a two-year $24 million deal, or a three-year $39 million deal, or anything like that, where there's more risk involved. It still is a low-risk, high-reward deal for the Dodgers. So money-wise, it definitely makes sense. There definitely is upside with Syndergaard, even with his diminished velocity. And if you look at his career trajectory, if you look at Noah's arc, it really all started in 20. 20- 
2015 when he stepped onto the scene. And then from 2015 to 2017, he was really established as one of the better pitchers in all of Major League Baseball. He had that top-end velocity. He's hitting triple digits on the gun. But then he had that lat injury that really set him back. And he hasn't really been the same guy since that lat injury. Of course, we know he underwent Tommy John surgery in 2020. And then he essentially missed two years of action. He pitched two innings in 2021. And then he came back this season, started the year with the Angels, was traded to the Phillies. And if you look at his numbers in 2022, he posted a 3.94 ERA, a 3.83 FIP in 24 starts, made one relief appearances. In- then in the postseason, he made four appearances, didn't go past three innings, ended up pitching eight and a thirds innings, had a 3.24 ERA. And the big difference between Noah Syndergaard at his peak and his prime and the current version of Syndergaard is the first thing you look at is that diminished velocity. In 2022, he averaged 94.5 miles per hour on his heater. And look, 94 miles per hour isn't awful. He was still in the 55th percentile in fastball velocity. There's a lot of pitchers out there that would love to have a 94 mile per hour heater but when you consider where he was at his peak when Thor was throwing lightning bolts he was averaging 98.2 miles per hour on that fastball from 2015 to 2018 and that version of Thor isn't walking through that door so that's definitely something that we're going to be monitoring all season long how much of that diminished velocity can he regain and I know everyone wants to point at Mark Pryor and Mark Pryor does a fantastic job. He's one of the best in the game at what he does. And yes, he is going to sprinkle some of his magic Dodger does on Noah Syndergaard. He is going to find ways to optimize him, I'm sure. They're going to look at every angle. And the fact that they sign him lets you know they've already spotted something that they can correct, that they can fix. And I think they will do that with Syndergaard. But I think the bigger thing for Syndergaard is the fact that he's further removed from that Tommy John surgery. He did have his first real full season back. It's not like he went 200 innings and made 30 starts, but still made 24 starts, had one relief appearance, and even threw over eight innings in the postseason and got some World Series experience. So I do think Mark Pryor is going to have a big impact on Noah Syndergaard, but I don't think it's a Thorgone conclusion that he just fixes him. I think when it comes to his physical issues that he's had over the last few seasons, a lot of that depends on Syndergaard's ability to just get back to where he was as much as he possibly can. Will he have the strength? Will he have the confidence? I definitely think he's a guy that is on that prove-it deal, and he knows he's still young. He knows he still has the ability. It's just a matter of him going out there and just finding this reinvented version of himself, and I think that Mark Pryor is definitely going to help him do that. And look, let's be honest. Yes, Mark Pryor is one of the best in the business at what he does in the Dodgers. They have so many resources and coaches and analytics that help optimize pitch but for every Evan Phillips, sometimes you do get a Craig Kimbrough. And a lot of times with these reclamation projects, sometimes they're guys you didn't know about that the Dodgers just turned in to dudes that helped them win and help contribute and really find a way to make them pitchers that they didn't even know they were. And sometimes when it's the guy that already had an established name, like a Craig Kimbrough, they can't quite figure him out. So it's not like they're batting a thousand, but I think there's a lot of potential and upside with Cinder Guard. And one thing I'm looking at early on is 
how does he improve when it comes to finishing off hitters? Because he really struggled with putting guys away last season. And you look at that strikeout rate, he had a 16.8K percentage. That was 10% lower than his career mark at 24.8%. And almost half of what it was at his peak when he was striking out nearly 30% of the batters he faced back in 2016. His 16.8 strikeout rate was the eighth worst among all starters with 130 or more innings. And he was alongside guys like Madison Bumgarner and Dylan Bundy when it came to where he was with the strikeout percentage. So the strikeouts were down, the whiffs were down, and he hasn't gone to that four-seam fastball like he did earlier in his career. And he's really focused on generating ground balls and inducing soft contact. And he did that at an above-average level. Last season, he was in the 80th percentile in average exit velocity and in the 79th percentile in hard hit percentage. Didn't do a great job of missing barrels. He was in the 39th percentile. He's not a big fastball spin guy, a curveball spin guy, or anything like that. But he definitely avoided hard contact. Another thing he did really well last season was avoid free passes. He was brilliant with his command for most of the season, had a 5.5% walk rate. That was in the 86th percentile. So there are a lot of things that he did well last season. If you look at his stat cast numbers, they don't jump off the page or anything like that. Really, the big issue for Syndergaard is just finding a different type of pitch mix that really works for him. And I'm hoping that with the Dodgers, he can find more success with that slider, try to regain some of that velocity. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. And also just get that strength back and get that confidence back. It'd be nice to see him challenge guys up in the zone with that four-seam fastball once again. But I think when it comes to Noah Syndergaard, the big question I have is which version are you going to get? Are you going to get the Thor from Endgame where he's out of shape and you're like, is this guy even a superhero anymore? Or are you going to get the Thor that's closer to the Love and Thunder Thor where he's yoked and he's like peak Thor? Hopefully you get something closer to that. I don't think that you're going to get peak Peak Noah Syndergaard ever again. I don't think that that guy is going to come back anytime soon, but he's the guy that absolutely could be a middle rotation starter, a number four starter. And I think, too, when you consider the fact that they are trying to work some of these young guys in next year, the Bobby Millers, the Gavin Stones, last season, Ryan Pepio, Michael Grove, they got a cup of coffee. Well, I think you are going to need some veteran stability, and he definitely provides that. Also, he's a character. He brings life and energy into that clubhouse. But at the end of the day, there is potential there. There is upside there. Fangraphs doesn't love him for next season. His projections are not very pretty. They see him having a 462 ERA, a 4-37 FIP, a 16.9 strikeout rate, and a 6 walk rate. So they definitely have some work to do to get him closer to where he was before the injuries. And I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm head over heels and in love with this signing, but I do think there is potential there. I think that he can be serviceable. He's never had a terrible year 
in his career. I don't think he's going to win the Cy Young or anything like that or become an ace once again, but I definitely think when you consider the fact that it is on a one-year deal, I sort of love the deal, and I hope it works out. He's an electric personality, and I think that fans are going to love him if he pitches well. But let me know down below in the comments section, what are your thoughts on the Dodgers signing Noah Syndergaard? Do you think it's something, nothing, or everything? I definitely think it's something. I definitely think they'd absolutely have a role for him. I think they have a plan for him, and I think that he wants to do everything he can to get right and try to get that next deal, and that's very important. Just look at what the Dodgers did for Tyler Anderson last season, an $8 million deal. He ends up signing a three-year, $39 million deal, so it's really pitcher rehab in L.A., but let me know down below in the comments section. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore L.A. For all latest Dodgers news and rumors all offseason long, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and if you want to see us post even more Dodgers content, smash that like button. And until next time, think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.